welcome back to Sass Mouth. I'm Tierra, one of your hosts. And I'm Amina here as always. Except for that one time Jamar was here. <laughs> and as I say, and that one time Brandon was here, but you were there for that was- one. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't for that one. How are you this week? I'm good. All, all of a sudden, I just feel super sick. Like, literally, like, within the past 20 minutes, I'm like, what did I do? And, I mean, I know what I did, but. Girl, me too. I, I literally I, cannot I, stop coughing. Yeah. I My head hurts super bad. I mean, I have not been sleeping, so I know that's why. And then my stomach hurts, but I think it's because I had a shit ton of jalapeno poppers. Mm. And uh, my acid reflux ain't fucking with me. <laughs> oh yes um how are you doing on this uh, fine day we had a really chill day so i drank some coffee and it feels like it's like nine o'clock in the morning for me which is not serious in a few hours yeah no you're crazy i'm like i could go to sleep right now like i could sleep through the night just kidding i don't know how to sleep through the night but (laughs) i don't have that ability but if i could i would yeah i know i I really screwed myself with like drinking this coffee but i needed it because i just i like laid around all day and i did aubrey's hair but and if if you i don't know if you can hear that noise that noise is not inside my house um my next door neighbor like shovels his dirt I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but that's what it sounds like. It sounds like he's shoveling snow, but there is no snow. So if you hear that, yeah, that's what that I is. I'm sorry. Thanks for letting us know. I cannot hear it so far. Um, you should you should like open the window right now and be like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing?" I'm recording a Tear podcast. Neighbor. If you could um shut the <laughs> stop shoveling your fucking dirt, you weirdo. <laughs> Hmm. Wonder. I'm afraid, really I'm actually honestly afraid to like, talk too loud about him because I feel like he could probably hear me. He probably could. You live on the sure <laughs> Your walls are made out of cardboard. Uh, there. Do they get wet when it rains? Do you see dampness start to come through? Yeah, we have like a bunch of wet spots because you know that's just perks of living. You know, America's heroes, everyone. Yeah, it's horrible. It really actually makes me very angry. Um, but yeah, so we just want to do a little catch up episode. I guess we can't, we can't really call it a catch up episode considering we put out one last week, but, um, we're still kind of floating in the wind here on what we're going to do, like what show we're going to cover. So we just decided we're going to cover them all until we figure out um, which I one have, we should focus on. I really hope that you don't know what I'm about to tell you because it blew my mind. Um, SAS Math listener Chelsea uh told me some really cool gossip not gossip because it's not gossip (laughs) it's true some really cool facts about things that we cover and how they tie together and it blew my fucking mind so I'm really like excited to tell you I really hope you don't know this okay I'm excited to hear it first of all do you know that our dear dear Zach Morris his name is not Mark slash not slash mark paul gosler it's mark paul like his first name is mark paul oh uh, wait what 
it's like, like he is Mark like, Paul. it's not like mark middle name uh-huh. paul like it's mark uh-huh. paul <laughs> okay and um Didn't. that's so, interesting so mpg is what i like to call him mpg was married to lisa ann russell from 1996 to 2011 and they have two children guess who lisa ann russell is married to who jess our jeff survivor you're kidding (laughs) he is stepdaddy to mpg mpg's kids oh my gosh he's probably the lamest stepdad in the world like lovable but lame oh my gosh that is so funny i know it blew my mind and i was like you're kidding and she was like no seriously like He's like full on stepdad, and he is apparently they co parent. It's like the four of them, they co parent like extremely well. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! I'm happy for them. I love when step uh, blended families work out, isn't it insane? That like our little, I mean, it's not because yeah. of us, but like it's because of us. <laughs> no, full circle, that's amazing. I know. I really loved that little tidbit. I was like, I, it, it took everything in me not to tell you that over the past 24 hours. That is so funny. I am glad I'm a better person for having known this now. They've been married since 2011. I know. And she got married to Jeff the same year she divorced in PG. Oh yeah. I see that. Mm. Mm, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Dang, wonder what happened there. I know. I don't know, but you know, it makes me happy to know that um Jeff is married and has been married for a while. Yeah, he's uh, somebody loves I love him. Jeff. I love I love Jeff. Somebody yes, I think that he would be fun to have as in a parental role in life. Could you imagine stepdad Jeff like at the soccer tournament where he's just like No. Where he's roasting all these little kids. Get into the game, Nathan. (laughs) No, I would hope that he would sit on the sidelines and just be like, and Bobby's down again. Uh no time to catch up with this one. Like I hope like (laughs) he's like just doing (laughs) full on sass queen Jeff from the sidelines. In his little uh you know those little like tents that some soccer moms have, have <laughs> yeah. bowl, like you can zip yourself in there yes yeah one of those. <laughs> they're like it's like clear in the front but it's like weatherproof <laughs> zip yourself in. they make them for two people now oh two hell yeah. i'm getting one yeah i would well here's my thing i really this is gonna make me sound bad i would probably discourage my kids from doing outdoor sports because i do not handle weather properly <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't even like having to drive to dance class when it's raining, cold, snowing, like any of that. But like we have very aggressive boys, so I can only mm-hmm. imagine that they will want to do some type of outdoor aggressive sport. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. I I I, mean, I will Saturday, read the day. Saturday game days are great for dad and Sun bonding time. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure I will try. Look, I love my kids, but I'm sure I will try and get out of them as often as possible. Not that I don't want to see them succeed and perform and stuff like that, but practices and shit, I don't need to be there for all of them. I'll come to games. After doing like a solid year of dance and watching Aubrey, I mean Aubrey's progressed. 
But I mean, she's also five years old. So her progress is only going to be to a certain extent. Right. Honestly, it's just, it's a very slow, slow going. It's it's interesting because I know it's different. Like at your studio, I know that you get to sit in and watch the kids. Like, like with ours, they have TVs that you can watch, but it's like, I care so little about sitting on those tiny ass benches, especially being this pregnant that I just sit in my car and I'm just like, like her recital will be a true surprise (laughs) for me. Like, and I'm fine with it. And like, I don't care a, at all. You guys have a bigger studio. Like, we have a smaller studio. So, like, uh, the classes that we have, like, there's a class that is essentially Aubrey's Friday class on a Tuesday. Um, and they have a lot of people in that class. But because of our times and, like, Aubrey's taking jazz now, too. Our jazz class is sometimes only two kids. Sometimes it's four kids, you know? So, um do you ever get up and like, I'm going to learn too? <laughs> no, I mean, I talk to like the moms <laughs> that are there and, you know, like the dance teachers are really nice and uh, like, they're really good about like, you know, like still making it like an interactive class, even if it's only like a few kids and it's not too bad. And it's not, we're not like in the class. We, there's just like a huge observation window and we can go in there because the bathroom's in there, but oh yeah one of the bathrooms is in one of the classes too and I've just really just prayed to God that I've never needed to use it and I'm thankful that I have not because I would hate because it's like not necessarily in your kid's classroom you know so it's like you have to go through um excuse me um can I please uh... like dance mirrors so you have to walk yourself like walk across the room (laughs) oh my god no it's horrible like they do a bring your parent to dance day or whatever like it was like it was before Christmas Mm -hmm. and I'm just in there like I look so bad. Like, <laughs> my body looks bad. Like, it was horrible. I just keep saying, well, I'm pregnant and it'll get better again. That is how last year when we, when Aubrey had a recital, um, the moms got to come in and we got to, like, record things so that they could practice at home. I played this video back and I was like, why am I just standing there like this <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no when we recorded ours we definitely I stood to the side not in front of the mirrors um that's funny yeah those mirrors are not good for you nice for they're not nice at all they're yeah. they're they're a good kick in the shin yeah and then it made it worse because at one point like <laughs> like at the end of the class the teacher was like okay let's perform for the kid for the parents and they had all the parents go line up against the mirror and sit and I swear to god I almost cracked it as I came down because I hit it <laughs> with my head <laughs> and it was like this mirror is gonna be the death of me one way or the other <laughs> um oh man <laughs> I have really bad like Raxton Hicks contractions you need to keep you need to keep it you need to get it together for a few more weeks because we still have your baby shower Ooh, I know. oh man i mean they really like they don't hurt they just really take my breath away okay i'm good uh, if, if to people who've never experienced this they're probably like what the fuck but it's like pretty intense did you get practice in hicks contractions no do you know do you know that's do you want to argue again <laughs> do you want do you want to have a fight again? No, Fear that's things. why I don't believe Fear that. Things. I don't believe about them because I've never had them. 
Tear thinks everything that I ever say about pregnancy is made up <laughs> and is not real. I was Whoa. explaining to a friend yesterday how we did not. I was like, I don't know if we got along in high school. I mean, I think we might have got along in high school from what Facebook tells me. All I know is that, like, I really didn't like her at a friend's baby shower <laughs> because she kept saying she could feel her baby. You're insane. Like, I, <laughs> you should start journaling. Um, <laughs> have, journal remember, it's not, it's I have an exterior placenta, you have an interior placenta or whatever. We're just anterior and different. posterior. Yes. Everybody's different. Example. Everybody's placenta placements are different, you know? Yeah, that's how they say, like, all those. Actually, I was literally just reading an article about it before we started this. They say all those women who are like, I didn't know I was pregnant. It's like most of them had interior placentas so they couldn't you just don't feel movement as much like if you know what to look for you probably will eventually feel it but if you like have no idea that that you were pregnant to begin with it could easily be mistaken for something else i don't know i'm still on the fence on those uh surprise pregnancies i see how they happen i just think that they probably don't happen as often as uh mainstream media wants us to think yeah i mean i don't think they happen as often as like a, a tv show it was right. more in a TV show. Right. Like, true, didn't know I was pregnant. Like, I could see people being in denial for nine months, but, like, legit, you showed up to the hospital and did not know that there was a baby coming. I think they're very, probably not that um, prevalent in society. I'm um, very, uh, I don't believe anything. So, you have to prove to me, like, I also, um, I don't know if you saw this. I put it out there on the Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at MouthThePod. You know, you can you can do that. <laughs> um, and deep in thought one night, I was wondering if you would let me <laughs> podcast your birth. And I was really thinking about it. And I was <laughs> like, at this point hear my case you've this is your third child you have run through all the important people in your life that you want in the room you're at your third kid you know you'll have anybody in the room so why not me and podcasting equipment just think well i wouldn't want you to i wouldn't want you to podcast it i'd want you to film it okay i mean i could do that too and then i'll you know whatever but you know when they make you turn the when they make you turn the cameras on they literally on the hospital tour was like (laughs) yeah you're not allowed to film the birth uh for liability and privacy reasons of the doctor (laughs) yeah my mom they told my mom that too and then they kept telling her to put her phone away and cindy does not listen to authority did they really tell her to put her phone i would think that they would just like let it happen because most people probably just listen and don't do well, it i asked i was like are we allowed to like i heard that we're not allowed to and she was like no you're not allowed to you're allowed to like to a certain extent like at uh, to till a certain point i guess i don't know basically they told my mom like no you're not allowed to do it after this point and my mom specifically <laughs> waited until that point to start filming <laughs> like, <laughs> I wonder if, like, you, if you stand over the doctor's shoulder, like, I, well, okay, I'm really going to try and push for Brandon to actually catch the baby. He really is not into it, but I think it would be really cool, and if he doesn't do it, I'm going to try and catch the baby. Um, so it's like, can that not be recorded? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm there for recording. I can also catch a baby. Like, okay, <laughs> I watched my sister give birth, 
and it was a very I wasn't ready for what I experienced so I didn't get to enjoy it uh I really want to watch have you never watched somebody give birth no I haven't I was invited to watch I'll have another some... baby just so you can watch yeah no I want to I was invited to someone's c-section like C- upcoming c-section but then they were told they're only allowed to have one person in the room and she was like oh well maybe my husband will be sick and then you can be in the room and I'm like yes <laughs> this is what I want make sure he's sick on the day of the birth of your child I know that sounds horrible, but I really want to see this one way or the other. I didn't know you've never seen. I didn't know that. I saw, I mean, I was in the room when my sister gave birth. So technically I saw it, but it was so, I mean, I wasn't prepared for what I saw. (laughs) And I just, I I mean, and this was after I had already had my own baby. So I wasn't prepared for what I saw (laughs) and seeing somebody I'm, I was I was really weak and like very like I was a crybaby during my birth seeing my sister go as hard as she did uh as long as she did I think just turned my stomach to the point where I was like having an out-of-body experience I almost passed out at some point like it was just I Brandon was pretty Brandon was pretty affected like he that's why I think he won't catch the baby and he's also very much like there's certain aspects of our lives whereas he's like that's your realm i just listen to whatever you say so i don't think he would have like the fortitude to be like all right i can do this like i'm gonna step in here i know what to do like he would not and like we will install a camera into a hat i'm gonna go pro and yes. I will catch the baby so therefore Brandon's job is only to be <laughs> in the room with this hat on and I'll set it up and we'll videotape the whole thing he's so fucking useless during birth it's not even funny like literally I could give birth I like online and stuff you see all these women like oh you know they're like upset like oh my husband whatever he's out of town blah blah blah. you know I understand if like your husband's deployed it's very sad obviously you want them to be there Mm -hmm. I do not need him to be there (laughs) that's the thing like the nurses got me literally I've told this before with Kanan's birth I told everybody to leave me alone and I was gonna figure it out on my own and then that's what I did (laughs) and with Ariana he couldn't hold my leg right and it was so frustrating Jamar kept me really calm uh, during both births. My sister, I think, is, like, the person that I needed there, which she was there for my first birth. But, like, Jamar's a, you know, Jamar's a people pleaser. So during my birth, that's, he, like, he went into action. He sprung to the most people pleaser person he could have ever been. And it was very nice but like my sister was who I needed because my sister would tell me like shut up you're being fucking dramatic like relax no Brandon was like I'm like crowning he's like um babe where's your insurance card like when the people come around (laughs) figure it out (laughs) like in my purse where else would it be like yeah that's my experience of birth and then yeah very practical very very much like and I should be happy. Like, he really looks to me for certain <laughs> stuff in our life. Like, nothing. He's such a black dad. He, like, went straight for the money. Like, um, <laughs> your insurance card out, sweetheart. We need to figure yeah. this out. No, nah, he wouldn't have cared. I was on, I was on Mahmoud's insurance for both those births. 
we got the free oh, 99 yeah. deal. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, in his defense, though, it's not like he really had a chance to do over his role in Kanan's birth because it just happened so quickly. So it's not like he could like do better. Yeah. <laughs> there was just nothing to be done. But we'll see how this one goes. I don't know. I'm the baby's. I hope you get to cherish this birth a lot more. Like I hope well, it doesn't go as. Qu- I mean, I don't wish a prolonged no, birth. It'd take but. a solid six hours. You know, that'd be nice. <laughs> um, I. Well, one thing is he's breech, so if he doesn't flip, that's C-section. I'm not going to try and, you know, they can do the the versions or whatever where they try and flip the baby, but the risk of that is your water breaking, and I, that would turn into an emergency situation really quickly with me because once my water breaks, I go from zero to 10, you know, like super quickly. So I, I don't even think I would try it. I think I would yeah. just go for a C-section, and he still has time to flip, so we'll see how that goes. But I would... I mean, they've already told me that if I come in to get checked and I'm three centimeters, they'll just send me right over to the hospital. And that would be my ideal situation. And just so it's like I have some control and knowing that I'm already that dilated, they'll break my water. And I know that my birth's so quick after that. So it's like I have control, but I know I won't be stuck in a hospital for 48 hours laboring or anything like that. Yeah. Well, you listen to a lot more once you've already had a kid or two, you know, which is nice. Like during your birth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm really not. I'm really, really not. And I know it's going to come so quickly. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm almost third trimester. Mm. Yeah, like as of Wednesday. Oh, God. How? I just feel like. I know, it went really quickly. Jeez. Um, the only thing that's good about that is, like, maybe I won't gain 60 more pounds. I Because I don't like- have. Four days, <laughs> barely. You told me you were pregnant when we came up for the hurricane because I remember it was a whole thing where you didn't want to tell me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that was not long ago at all. Well, I found it, I think it was September first week, it's first or second week of September. Yeah, because that was like the middle of September. Ugh, that's so yeah. weird. It is. Well, and. <laughs> The weird thing about it is I wouldn't even have known for a lot longer. I literally just took a pregnancy test on a whim. I was thinking about someone else, like, oh, I wonder if they're pregnant yet. Oh, I'm going to go get a pregnant. I'm going to go take a pregnancy test. And it showed up quickly, darkly. <laughs> Intensely. Oof, God. That is like my... Oof. I mean, I could prefer it that way, though. Like, finding out with Kanan at, like, four weeks. I realized listening... Every- itch about this thing and I sound like very negative about this third child thing I am 100% I absolutely love that Amina's having a third child I love anybody who has a third child I'm a third child myself like well I'm a first child but I'm one of three as well you know I love the idea 2019 I have said like I'm feeling more I'm letting myself feel is all about uh being into like the stability of myself and, you know, dealing with a lot of like mental health issues and stuff like that. I want to be the best version of myself that I could be before I ever had another kid, because I know that three does three is very hard. And if I'm not in the best mental state that I could be in three could, you know, just 
drive me over the edge of like losing my fucking mind yeah definitely I mean I feel you on that and I mean just pregnancy and birth regardless it's such a disruption it's such a disruption to not like literally not your mental health but your hormones that are playing active role in your day-to-day function so like just that alone can send somebody over the edge but if you have any type of mental issues that need to be worked out or want to be worked out beforehand yeah even a lot harder yeah like and I definitely had a little bit of like postpartum anxiety a little bit of baby blues after Canaan and I'm trying to see maybe like reflect back on like what could have caused it what could be done differently what you know just because I don't really want and it wasn't like I have it was not long like I literally remember the day I snapped out of it I don't know why I just woke up one day and was like oh I feel better now you know Mm -hmm. it was the strangest thing in my life and it was like the first time I think I really understood people who go through depression and 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 how I could see how it can completely be chemically you know chemically related and not like anything in life you know yeah um but yes I am trying to see and it's weird because I have more anxiety during this pregnancy like part of the reason why I haven't been able to sleep is like my heart is just racing constantly and that could be physiological but it also could be just you know anxiety driven and I pregnancy a lot better so we'll see like with Kanan I felt I was happy I mean he was tried for he was very much wanted not saying that this one Ariana was not, but well, no, Ariana definitely was not tried for. She was wanted, but not tried for. Um, All of them were wanted. Some of them were tried for. Yeah, there you go. That's the best way to put it. Um, yeah, and so like I had more anxiety with her, but it's like I rode a baby high for a really long time after I had her. Like I didn't feel tired because she was six months old. You know, like I literally was like on fucking crack. I mean, I think that's also our, like, age, because you yeah. are, what, like, 22 when yeah. you had Ariana? So, I mean, 22 versus, you know, 27, 20, almost 28, like, it's a huge difference in energy level and just, like, mental clarity and all of those, like, and all of those, like, facets of everyday <laughs> life. And I don't think this in an offensive way to people who because just sometimes how life works. That's what you want. Other people are getting other shit done. Like, that's great. I love it. Still, even if you have your first kid at 33, go on to have as many kids as you want. Don't let age really stop you if if that's what you want to do, you know? But it's like, just being someone who started at 22, no way I was going to go past 30. No yeah, way. because you bet you 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 live through and get to experience the benefits of having your kids young. Like people who don't start having kids until they're thirty can go on to have six kids, and it's kind of the same, you know, level of. And you're starting at like a lower level of energy. You're not starting at having kids. Starting to have kids anywhere younger than like twenty seven, twenty eight, you are like 
on natural speed. Like you have better clarity, you have better energy. You're naturally going to have all of those things. And if somebody starts their family later in life, they could have six kids after 30 and kind of be like, oh, this isn't really that hard because they started at a later point. Right. Well, it's like you have nothing to compare to. Like, I think that I think that there's those people who had a couple kids early 20s and they, for whatever reason, life circumstances didn't have any kids again. You know, they had a couple kids after 35. And I think that when you talk to those people, they're like, yeah, it was energy wise. It was easier when you're younger. But if you start at 35, you don't have anything to compare it to. So it's going to feel fine, you know. Um, But just someone who started at 22, like it's just not experience that yeah yeah and i mean there's trade-offs like people who start older they're more financially secure there's you know you have a better sense of who you are as a person like you know so that's that's definitely a trade-off in that sense but starting younger i think was just easier on my body not that i consciously started younger it happened that way (laughs) tear tried for her yeah Uh, uh, we tried as in hey let's have a baby okay and then she got pregnant with Aubrey and then I got pregnant with Aubrey so like it was and I did my pregnancy completely alone yeah and I couldn't imagine doing that at I mean if I got pregnant now you know like you know 27 I couldn't imagine doing that plus two kids and stuff it's just I don't know I'm I've also realized that at 27 I'm a completely different person than I was at 22 oh definitely and that's what you're trying to say just a second ago like there's more a sense of self that comes as you get older I think I think 25 might be that tipping point but it's but it's like being 25 plus and having kids there's no fucks left for anybody like I don't like I'm solidly in a place in my life where I literally just do what's best for me and my children and my family and my husband and I don't give a fuck about what anybody has to say about it I don't yeah I mean I I don't like that's just it I think when yeah, I, I, was, think I wasn't like that at 22 a, I think even at 25 though I think it's weird because at 25 you feel like you're such an adult and at 27 two years later I feel way older than I was at 25 yeah we're not even older more mature than I was at 25 yeah the years between 25 and 27 seem a lot longer which I'm sure once I hit 30 it'll feel between 27 and 30 will feel just as big right now I feel you on that this the game of life is uh strange and complicated speaking of life do you want to talk some tv <laughs> let's see how long have we been talking about not tv <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll have to put that in the back i only watched i only watch i mean obviously i watched mass singer because yes, so did we. these every fucking week i'm like I'm not doing this. And then every week I'm like, let's do this. No, I really like Brandon keeps getting mad at me because we've been watching it on Hulu and I keep saying I need to record it on our DVR just so we can have more like better control of like skipping commercials, skipping nonsense. Like not, I mean, that's not to say that you can't skip every 10 seconds on Hulu because you can, but then like, I just, I can't take all the talking. I just can't take all the, I can't take Jenny, honestly. And do you know what I realized? What did you realize? And I think I tweeted this. It hurts my soul and it really, really, really concerns me to know that 
fuck her first of all it really hurts me uh, my soul to know that she is part of the Wahlburger dynasty I know I'm just like I don't ever want to eat there I know not that I've had the opportunity is there any I don't think, I don't think there's any around me no I mean yeah and the one Wahlburger is like a racist and Wahlburger yes. Wahlburg <laughs> yeah. yeah no I just don't like how Jenny McCarthy's still in the public eye. Like, that's what I don't like. Like, she should have been shut down a long time ago. And, like, why is she still hosting New Year's Eve? Why is she on the fucking Mass Singer? And it's, I, I, I'm interested to see if this show gets another season, if they will keep all the same judges. Because I think that, I think Nicole Scherzinger is, she gets over it. Like, I think she's like. At one point, she was like, mm, I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, like I would <laughs> working with Jenny McCarthy would be a toxic work environment for me. Um, but Robin Thicke kind of dumb too. I'm just like he said I, something um, in this we, last episode where I was like, no. Oh, uh, uh, Robin Thicke is like gross too. Like, is is that what you're referring to? He says things that are like really like just like they're like throwaway things so you don't hear them but they're like gross sexist things like very gross weird things no and it's like i get it i get like i get why paula left your ass like i get why even after that album titled paula she was like no bitch (laughs) (laughs) no yeah but um so i mean it was margaret cho oh my god and you know what i guessed somebody else this us this round like this episode, I guess somebody else. I went back on Twitter. I guess Margaret Cho last episode that it was her. Really? Like last time she last time she sang because of the LGBT stuff. Yeah, yeah, no. And someone on the panel guessed it too. I think I might actually might have been Jenny McCarthy, but then she like changed her mind. Um, yeah. I, it, yeah, and how embarrassing for her that she's so sure that the Raven is Sherry Shepard, but it's really Ricky Lake. Like, um, I yes, hold- it's for sure Ricky Lake. I would sh- I would hold a huge grudge. Like I'm just dying like all the time. So they're like, no, 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 definitely not a professional singer. Your voice is horrible. Um, I can tell you're having fun though, and it's gonna wind up being like Britney Spears. <laughs> like Ken worked. Like Ken is on a show with Margaret Cho. I know. I know that was <laughs> so funny. I that also cried when he was like, "She's the reason why." I, yes. as an Asian American, got into comedy. Yes, uh, it was so sweet. I love Ken Jeong, though. I've always loved him. Um, I, I, like, I always am like, real, he's... Once I found out he was a real doctor, but he, like, just chooses to act, I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I... They kept calling him Dr. Ken, and I was like, wait, is he, like, really a doctor? And I looked up that he has a show out called Dr. Ken, and then it was yeah. like, no, he like has been he's like has been a doctor since like nineteen ninety eight or something. Yes, I'm pretty sure his wife's a doctor too. Um, it's I just can't like I'm someone who's always like, where do people get the time? And I just can't imagine where he had the time to go become a doctor. And then also was like, but I'll act. <laughs> that um, show the show, I don't remember who sang, but shows like the mass like who all sang, but shows like the mass singer have made me realize that I don't know who my husband is (laughs) because when the rabbit started singing I was like my thought process went it's gotta be somebody from NSYNC and I went through everybody in NSYNC 
And before I even could think about Joey Fatone, Jamar goes, oh, it's Fatone. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, he's got that, he's got that uh, hot dog place called Fat Ones. He's this, he's that. And I was like, <laughs> how do you know? How do you know the name of a member of NSYNC? Let alone his like, hot dog stand. Joey Fatone at that, like not Lance Bass, not JC. Right. Fatone. That's so funny. Like, but yeah, that's who I think the rabbit is. It's Joey Fatone. See, I was, I was solid Joey Fatone, but then last time, this last time that made me switch to Lance, and I don't know if it's because he he said something like I couldn't be who I was or something like that, and I was like, oh, maybe. It's- but remember, Joey Fatone went and sang on Broadway. Oh, did he? Yeah, and he's from um, wherever Coney Island, Brooklyn. He's from like there. Uh, and he's got the hot dog stand called Fat Ones. Or I don't think it's a stand. I think it's a restaurant, but it's called Fat Ones. Like, it's his name, but he calls it Fat Ones. I could use a really like good it's hot spelled dog. like Fatone. Yeah. Yeah, it's spelled uh, exactly like I, Fatone, but it's called, it's pronounced Fat Ones. Not a choice I would have made. Um, I mean, it's a hot dog thing. It's like, kind of <laughs> like a dick joke, you know? Yeah, but why, like, use his own name? Like, I don't mind the name, but it's, like, now knowing that it's spelled, like, Fatone makes me question things. Um, yeah, they were pissing me off when they kept saying um, the Bumblebee was Gladys Knight. Like, have y'all never heard fucking Gladys Knight sing? Bitch, like, the Bumblebee is Gladys Knight. I'm, I'm, still, stuck on, I'm still stuck on Dion Warwick. I thought it was Dionne Warwick last episode. I hardcore switched. Oh, um, not last night. The when they were saying Diana Ross. They were saying Diana Ross. And I was like, listen. <laughs> listen. Oh, no, yes. 100%. No. I don't, I don't, I still, um, uh, I don't know if it's Gladys Knight. I still think Dionne Ross. I mean, the Warwick. reason why I think it's Gladys Knight is, I thought it was Dionne Warwick last time she sang. I hate that they do it, like, in the groups that they're doing it. But yeah. when she's like, performing or not performing when she's sitting like in the bedroom there's three like guys in suits the pips were three of them she had midnight train to georgia and she had that whole georgia thing she also talked about like uh something about her name like legalizing her name or something and the pips went on to try to tour as just the pips and so that's why i think it's gladys night i did watch the episode yes uh, Listen, you okay? If you watched it, you would know. I don't remember the Georgia thing though. What was the Georgia thing? Midnight Train to Georgia was my mom's favorite song, and it's one of my favorite songs. Um, um, the I think the poodle is Kathy Griffin, yes. and then the alien. I'm looking at my notes real quick, but I want to tell you before I forget. And the alien is uh, Paris Hilton. I was starting to think, this would be, I just feel like this would be so degrading. Like, I just, I just don't know, like, why certain people would choose to be on the show. And Paris Hilton is one of the ones I'm like, really? But remember when Paris Hilton is like, I'm a quadruple threat or whatever? She just started DJing. Well, that's why I think she's, I think the alien is Paris Hilton. Oh, maybe she's trying to get some, uh publicity for that and stars are blind is like one of my favorites i love stars are blind i think <laughs> Stars are Blind was a great 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 song okay well then i have a question for you because the read did this question between the two their two hosts mm-hmm. and so i have to ask you because i too love stars are blind 
But what was a better song, Stars Are Blind or Rumors by Lindsay Lohan? Stars Are Blind. Rumors by Lindsay Lohan! No. I disagree strongly. Okay, Stars Are Blind had one, it was one note. Rumors gave you a whole storyline. <laughs> Rumors gave you mini skirts that hung off the bones of yeah, their hip. But Rumors was- gave you an entire genre of their own fucking. It's 2001 embodied. If we wouldn't get sued, I would have ended this episode with playing Rumors. Well, I just played it, so I don't know if you coming after us, Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Um, could you hear it when I was just playing it? No, it's probably like, no. <laughs> no, definitely not. Stars of Mine was like the perfect summer song. Like, uh, I disagree this with you. I I, this is why I don't think we were friends in high school. <laughs> we probably weren't friends in high school because you probably hated on me for some innocuous shit. <laughs> It's like this bitch. She likes the white white macadamia nut Otis Spunkmeyer cookies, and I just don't even believe in that. I don't. You need to get the cheesecake ones. Oh, with the little like, but didn't they have like cranberries in there or raspberries? Yeah, they did. It was delicious. I know. I don't like dried fruit. Dried fruit, but you're gonna get a big ass macadamia nut (laughs) in your cookie. At least that's easier to like discard the dried fruit is stuck in your teeth you can't even spit it out yeah if you try to take a macadamia nut out of a cookie it like breaks into a few pieces you take a cranberry piece out of the cookie it's just one jellified cranberry piece disagree i i'm the kind of like my favorite trail mix is called the indulgent trail mix by walmart and it's fucking delicious but i literally whenever i buy it don't do it often because i'll eat the whole fucking thing i have to dump the whole bag and i pick all the cranberries and raisins out oh no i'm like a santa fe trail mix girl i gotta have savory trail mix really well see the peanuts are savory enough for me and the almonds yeah i don't want like chocolate chips and peanut butter pieces in my trail mix no that's literally what the trail mix is like after you take all the cranberries and raisins out it's chocolate no i want rice like chocolate peanut butter chips I want rice sticks. I want peanuts. I want, I want wasabi peas. You did not just say you want rice sticks. I'll t- I like. I love wasabi peas. But I like them by themselves. The rice sticks and what you want those little wheat burnt ass wheat little toast things in there too. Tierra, is that what you like in life? Gardettas. Yes, I love me a gardetta. <laughs> and they're Gross. rice. Ugh. This whole episode is just us arguing. We have not yeah. talked about TV at all. Well, now I'm like, do I even want to? Can I even trust the opinion of this this person who likes little? You can go to Seven Eleven or the Exxon or whatever and get you a bag of rye chips, and they're just rye chips. They're so dry that they don't even like start to get soggy in your mouth like you could yeah you can suck all the sauce off of them and they're still hard oh my gosh yeah this is um this is a this is a revelation for me oh my <laughs> honestly we're just gonna have bowls of gardettas at your baby shower <laughs> i swear to god i will dump them every i'll just like start throwing them like in circles around me <laughs> Sarah will be like, you have to leave now. <laughs> <Stop throwing laughs> around my house. 
Uh, you're smushing the peeps. <laughs> peeps. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So TV. I don't even know the days. Are I watched the passage. I watched manifest. Manifest is garbage. They're bringing two new characters in. I know. I saw. Whenever they were like re- re- revealed the major, I was like, I bet you Tiara is punching her TV right now. But I still think Lourdes is probably working for her. Uh, when that guy walked through the cabin doors, I thought it was going to be Vance. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Yeah. I was like. <gasps> <laughs> but no, it it's wasn't. just another manifest. I'm still enjoying it. Like I said, Brandon gave up, but I'm still enjoying it. I'm just for sure. Like this isn't going to survive. Like this isn't going to be nope. a long lasting show. It's just not, there's never nowhere to go. Um, nope. And they're bringing two new people in. What did I say last time? Yep. If, they, if it's a good show, they'll make the cast yep. work. And if it's a bad show, they're going to bring in a new character. And they brought in two. I know you were right. You were right. Um, the passage was great. Another one though, that I'm still like, I don't, I don't, I can't track it. Like, I don't know where it's going to go. And I feel like they, um, which I like, they are getting to the point quicker. Like I really thought there was a chance that the whole season was going to be them just chasing what's her name and what's his face. Yeah, like they're about to, obviously they're about to go. Cause I saw like the this season on thing. Yeah. And uh, MPG and, okay, so Amy's name in real life is Sanaya Sydney. And I wanted I to that. write that down and to tell you be, and to say it on the podcast because she, I think she's that amazing. Really I think that amazing. she deserves for I us to say her. Sanaya Sydney, yes, I love her. She's, she carries the show. <laughs> yeah. And she, like, it, it's it's honestly amazing. I also realized that MPG is, I don't like white guys. It's just a personal preference. I don't like white guys, but I realized that if I did like white guys, MPG is my type of white guy that I would like. Oh, you want to know? He's so hot to me. Nah, you look here. I was his neck is real large. I. Jamar's neck is real large. It's what I like. I mean, like, I was looking at it. Like, I I, I had to pause the show because I was like, um, look at the circumference of his neck. I was like, for sure he has sleep apnea. Like, for sure he has sleep apnea. We should tweet. You have sleep apnea. What is your neck circumference? We need Um, to tweet Jeff and see. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That would be so fucking funny. I would love uh, in my notes, queen Jeff is just such a shake, and he would do it. <laughs> um, that's oh, I'm 100 in my notes. When his name came up on the screen, I literally wrote Mark Paul. What the fuck, white boy shit is that? Because <laughs> I was so mad. It was like Mark Dash Paul, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, my okay. Mark Paul, Mark Paul. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it right now. That's so funny. Um, Mark Paul. (laughs) That is your first full first name. Um, Look, that's what that's what this baby is going to be. We're about to take all five names and just make it one and be like, you can choose when you're older. (laughs) Mark Paul. You know, I'm going to bring it up. Ariana said, can we name him David? We were like, no, (laughs) no, no. Um, Also. I know that you like Vampire Diaries and all those weird yes. uh, CW shows and stuff. I This is the second episode in a row of The Passage that I've had to look up The Doctor because I thought it was Nina Dobrev. I know. They get, they, yeah, it's a manual tree career or whatever. They, yeah. 
they often get mistaken for and victoria justice they're like always on which celebrity is which oh yeah i guess i could see that but i mean those two for sure i was like okay so the doctor is not nina like okay all right you know what pissed me off though i don't like nina dobrev so i probably wouldn't watch honestly if it was her um but i don't either i don't like her either and that's why i was like why is who somebody who looks who casts and looks 15 why is she opposite of mark like (laughs) um no but i hate how um hold on i literally have the cast thing up let me not picture this um i of course closed it and do not actually have the cast up but why the dude from um the 100 like he plays he's just playing the same role and i i don't like it like i want more for him like he's literally just playing oh, the, the vampire role. from like don't t- don't mom's got a date with a vampire on yeah. disney channel yeah <laughs> get he all plays the same guy. character in every Henry show i mean even as a vampire he was this character yeah no he's like the the benevolent like do-gooder also speaking of cast isn't it kind of weird because I do not ship that whole like the black doctor and her boyfriend. I, the two of them, I was like, this is not believable in any form. Let me tell you something. The moment they started getting it off on, me and Brandon at the same time said, You got it off? Yeah. <laughs> Someone got off. Um, and, and that pair was probably the white doctor, dude. Um, me and Brandon immediately were like, No chemistry yeah no chemistry it was the he was like this is like watching michonne and uh rick on the walking dead like zero chemistry. um uh, and another thing about the show (laughs) the dude who's playing anthony carter the black inmate on death row wow okay this is one sorry he's hot (laughs) yeah no he is of course but my thing is like they have him playing a 25 year old and he's he's like 35 i looked it up he's like 34 or 35 he looks older than 25 but it's like the one time on tv you know it's usually 36 year olds playing 17 year olds you got a guy who looks noticeably older than 25 like why like why why make him 25 then i know they have to do like they're trying to do the younger the better or whatever type thing but i you know what i think it's because people don't like I, i honestly think it's because people don't like people don't realize that like a 25 year old and a 35 year old are very different (laughs) very different and they're just like oh we can pass it off it's fine oh very different that is one thing the show did something else that i thought okay this is mine and brandon's debate about it there are certain things that are unrealistic and i don't know if it's because they're trying to just drive the plot forward one of them they would have had multiple children lined up like they i don't think they would have even put in that much effort once amy disappeared like yeah they're gonna still try and uh you know subdue mark paul but and they're still gonna try and kill him because he obviously has information but i do not think they're not like we need this girl we need this one they would have had 10 children lined up to do this also literally the first people you would have to ask is all right this is gonna sound fucked up desperate parents who have sick children like you tell them that oh this will cure them this will change them there's there's plenty of parents who can be preyed upon yeah it seems like a very loosely i feel like i feel like because of how loose it is up front that they're just trying to get 
uh, Mark Paul and Sanaya to the facility. And then that's when the story is actually going to pick up because in the whole, like, yeah, the whole, like in this season, majority of what you see is them at the facility. I'm, I'm very, and I'm, I like that they're doing that because I didn't want this to be a chase. You know, I didn't want the whole damn show to be them chasing. Yeah. The, uh, Mark Paul and I, you know, I wanted them like, let's, let's move on with the plot, but it's like, it just leaves room to be like, mm, this isn't quite how it would go down. This isn't, uh, it's, it's not realistic enough. I, it, they're not doing enough to suspend my disbelief. So it's, it's bringing yeah. me out of the show too often to be like, nope, wouldn't have happened like that. Nope. Wouldn't have happened like that. Um, okay, so, um, Navy Nun. I was up. I I love Navy Nun. Leslie, I think, is what her name was. Um, the lady who was in the Navy yeah. and also was a nun. Yeah. Um, I cried a little when she got shot, but a little like I don't know whose call this was, but while they're at Navy Nun's house, Sanaya gets her hair wrapped before bed. I was. I know. It was so sweet. It was such, like, a love. And we don't see her get her hair wrapped. We just know that she was put to bed, and you see her hair wrapped. So I, I loved that little, like. Yes, it was, that was, it was great. I agree. It definitely stuck out to us as well. Um, it was a great touch. And I really, it sucks that they died, that she died so quickly, and I fully blame <laughs> the wife like the ex-wife like why like you can't just park there like and i know yeah. that i know that they um oh that was another problem like okay so they had the guy tow the car why would you do that like why wouldn't you just drive it five down miles five miles down the road and abandon it like why involve other people you have your your whole house set up like this you got six million guns everywhere and you're gonna bring in an outsider who caved at the first fucking touch of a gun to his head like no like that was a huge plot hole to me yeah, I my thing. I said that too. I was like, "Wow, she didn't vet. She didn't vet her outsiders right. very well." But also, Jamar was like, "I mean, a gun." Jamar was like, "I would tell them," and I was like, "That's all it would take." And he was like, "You have somebody who has a gun to your head. You like in, in you don't know like if that person is somebody who wouldn't pull the trigger. Like either you tell them or you're gonna die either way. Like well, and, and I, I get." Like, I get that part. I get that people would cave easily, but I'm, I don't believe that Leslie would have chose that person. Yeah. She's going to have... I don't believe that Leslie would have an outsider come in. Right. Especially when there were so many other ways. Uh, they knew that he was stealing cars. Literally, all you had to do was abandon in the car, and the trail is cold at that point. You know, there's no other... There's no one else to ask. While, um, they're, in, while they're in the kitchen... Like uh, Mark Paul, Leslie, and Sanaya are all in the kitchen before the ex-wife comes. I don't know if this was supposed to be like they left it in because it is supposed to be funny. But MPG bites directly into a lemon. It's not an apple that he picks up. It's a lemon. And he bites into (laughs) it. (laughs) That is so funny. And it's just like, ugh, because you see him bite into it. And I was like, is that a lemon? And then you see the bowl of lemon. There's a bowl of lemons on the counter. How has that not been made into a gift or something? Like, that is so funny. I'm, like, going to watch the episode again just so I can find the clip for you. But I was just like, did he just bite? I rewound it. I was like, did he just bite into a lemon? Okay, her name was Lacey, not Leslie in the show. Lacey. Lacey, that's what it was. But I called her Navy Nun. 
yeah, I like that. And it's like we could have had a whole fucking backstory episode with her. Like you just had to kill her so quickly. Like the fact, but I'm hoping they're leaving it open ended because they didn't go back in the house. You know, they were like the dude was like, "Hey, should we go search the house?" And he was like, "No." No, and they only said that because they didn't want them to find his ex-wife. Maybe yeah. Nun is for sure dead. No, I have hope. I mean, she is Maybe dead. Maybe Nun got <laughs> shot with a rifle through the chest. I mean, through the back, out of the chest. And according to IMDb, she's only in one episode of this, <laughs> this show. So, um, she's dead. But, yeah. I, I, It's a promising show. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, like, to see where it goes. Um other shows this week legacies came back love legacies amazing cw show that the third from julie pleck and whoever else who did vampire diaries and originals um this is like the third spin or the second spinoff of vampire diaries it's wonderful it's so much better than vampire diaries um and then also star trek discovery came back this week super happy about that magicians came back you would love the magicians if you took the time to just get through the first like the first two episodes are like boring so i tell people get to the third and fourth episode of magicians and you'll be hooked i try it out it's on netflix it's really good um this is on netflix that dropped recently that my little my you know my little creepiness is rubbing wait what'd you say sorry though i said uh you know that my little creeper heart is rubbing off on you because you started watching the ted bundy tapes yeah i literally finished it right before we started this podcast so i didn't watch all of them but do they tell you about what he did to his ex-girlfriend um which one okay so my favorite thing about Ted Bundy, my favorite little tidbit about Ted Bundy is that, um, you know how he, like, loved brown-haired girls with, like, their hair parted a certain way and stuff? Apparently, yeah. it's because of his ex-girlfriend. Like, the, his, I think it's, I, yeah, it was, like, his first girlfriend yeah. ever or whatever. And yeah. she, like, dumped him because he was a loser, fucking whatever. Yeah. yeah. And he got back with her just like and proposed to her just so he could never talk to her again no they did not imagine that he's back in love with him he like comes back and is like i'm a businessman you know i'm ted bundy like fall in love with me and basically finagles the fuck out of her proposes to her leaves and never talks to her again he's such a psychopath it's like not even funny it's like deeply disturbing yeah, he's insane, and he's not cute. And Zac Efron is going to play him in the new movie, which I'm so excited about. I know, I know. People are really upset about it. They're like, why romanticize this shit? And I mean, I, I'm not usually on that train because I'm like, they do it with so much. Like, you know, this is just art imitating life and blah, 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 blah. But with this one, after watching all those fucking things, I'm like, damn. them Those victims, it depends on how they do it, I guess. Like, if they try to make it like... You know, if they're going to try to make you fall in love with Ted Bundy, which apparently was easy to do. Like, he was a charismatic guy and no one suspected. And, you know, he was able to get away with so much. But I'll hold judgment until I see the movie because I will very much be watching it. Um, I read The Stranger Beside Me mm-hmm. years ago, probably, like, when I was, like, 14. Is that the one who was written uh, by, like, the woman who... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she worked with him at the suicide hotline and stuff. 
and it's crazy to see like I mean while she was writing the book part of her didn't believe that he could have done it yeah like she it was I mean it's insane like I don't I don't think Ted Bundy is hot at all so I don't get that whole obsession but at the same time like I don't get like Charles Manson, all of those things. I just don't get like the being attracted to a serial killer thing. Yeah. I'm very disturbed by it. I am. But honestly, like Ted Bundy speaking as like um, candid as he did about his crimes and Ted Bundy doing the interviews that he did or that he did do is part of the reason why the FBI was able to create the the they unit that they did to yeah to start profiling other killers so well you know it was really i don't know how much you watch into it but um so they got him to speak so candidly because this you know the journalist was like okay you're a psychologist you have a psychology degree tell me they basically did an oj before an oj like tell me what would have this guy would have done and so he speaks in the third person the entire time until yeah. the very end um when he's like ready to confess like right before he gets electrocuted um so that was super interesting and then yeah the fbi stuff was interesting like he they said i mean they said he confirmed things that we thought and he he gave us things to think about that we never thought of you know and so it's like he's he was really vital to that um the the you know inception of this whole fbi profiling yeah um thing but it was just like watching him um do his own defense and he was he at one point had the um the first responder on the scene or whatever um was like okay and explain how her hands were and explain what her head looked like and did you touch the body like he was that was like he was enjoying it yes he was enjoying because he's a psychopath you know he he was enjoying the the like the hearing of it or the re- somebody else recounting what he had done yeah no he wanted no- notoriety for all of this and that's like that's another reason it's just why so he crazy as much as he did yeah yeah he wanted to be center of retention it didn't matter it was what it was it was better for him when he was the center of retention but it's just crazy to think of how he even got away with all this shit isn't it crazy it was- to think how like normal his childhood was though i don't know how much they go into his childhood but like for the oh. most part like his parents were okay parents like they were parents like yeah it said that like they had the kids in the scouts they had them in this and that they went to church every sunday his mom rode with him till the very fucking end which was heartbreaking um there was they got like one neighborhood girl who like him and her brother were i don't know i don't know friends of the words but they all played together or whatever and she did say that there was things that was off about him in childhood like he made tiger traps in the woods and like one girl got really really hurt um because she fell into one of the traps or whatever Um, and it sliced open her leg yeah so it's like there was signs that were there but there was never enough to be like oh for sure ted's the kind of guy you know yeah because they didn't have anything back then they didn't have any you know they didn't have oh does your kid wet the bed does your kids right kitties does your kid set fires right well and you know there's um it's the one thing I really took away from it was how much we as humans want to see two parts, want to see the good in other people and how much we underestimate what people are actually capable of. Oh, 100%. Really kind of shook me. Like we underestimate 
that, oh, this person is not capable of doing this kind of thing. Look, everybody's capable of anything, basically. That's where I stand at this point in life. Oh, I listened to it's just like four podcasts, different podcasts that covered the Chris Watts guy. And, you know, as much as I, you know, as much as I say all the time, like, there's no way Jamar would ever kill me. There's no way that, you know, this woman believed that her husband would strangle her and her two children, you know, like, you want to believe that the person you're laying next to every night wouldn't do these things to you. But you don't know. Of course not. Yeah, no, you definitely don't know. And you definitely know what don't know what would actually like, what could snap in somebody one day, you know, that's. That's the part people I think also don't account for, like, you can have a great childhood. You can have great parents. You can have a great life, but you don't know what's going to snap inside someone. It, it, was, it was very disturbing to watch. Yeah. Or even just how, like, different people, like, how people, like, if you do the same thing as somebody else, the other person's account of what you guys do is going to differ, you know, from what your account is. You know, like, it, it, I was listening to something earlier, and they said something like, um you are the star of your own movie and nobody is ever going to see that movie the same way you do. Yes. Like it's, that's really something big, you know, it's very humbling to think of life that way. Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) No, I mean, it's something that I've actively been trying to do because I'm an Aries. um, So, I often feel like I know more than everybody else. Um, So I've been really trying to take a step back in my everyday life and see why someone would be affected by whatever based on their perspective and their life and their, you know, thing like that. It's it's a conscious uh, effort that I put in to try and do that. But it is, um, it's true. It's you are the star of your own life and no one will ever see it the same way. No one's ever going to see you as the star. Yeah. <laughs> in their own life movie. You're always, yeah, you're always, you're the star in your life movie and in only your life movie because you are always going to be a co-star at max in somebody else's life movie. At, you know, at best you're a co-star, at worst you're boy number four. Right. <laughs> Unless they're racist, then you're Mexican number four. <laughs> And then your brown person number three point seven because you're not even a whole person yeah. to them. Um. Uh. What else was I going to say about that? I don't remember. It was creepy. Ted Bundy's a creep. And oh, I remember now. Um. I used to be very against the death penalty. Like before I had kids, I was really against the death penalty. I just was like, not my place. Can't decide to take someone else's life fuck all of that this changed once i had kids but it really just with every crime i hear it's uh the point is driven home even more that we definitely need the death penalty because you know what some people just don't deserve to live simple as that i'm for ted bunny escaped prison twice okay and went to on to kill a lot more in that second escape and some people just don't deserve to live if he was dead couldn't have killed any more people I'm um I'm for the death penalty 100%, but I'm for the death penalty if you can prove without beyond a reasonable doubt that that 
them up well, yeah. and most times yeah. like reasonable doubt is one of those things that like that I can't say that I'm for the death penalty because like DNA isn't good enough for me you know like I need you to snap I need there to be a video of somebody killing somebody and that's the only evidence I'll take because there could be DNA you know it could be cross-contamination it could be I mean, I get that. There definitely should be some reforms happening and whatever. But, like, really, if I had my way, someone who especially committed crimes against children, I think that, like, if the parents are responsible people, they should get to carry out justice. Yeah, like, in Ten Bundy or, like, Albert Fish and those things where the people are like, yes, I fucked and murdered all of these people. Then, yeah, straight to the death chamber. Like, no, you don't need appeals. You already, like, you you said you did it we have proof you know sign here go to the death chamber die like that's how i feel about stuff like that but you know there's people who get the death penalty who you know it creeps me out to know how many people are on death row right now that didn't do darley darley routier who me and you argue about all the time is on death row right now Mm, yeah Hmm. She definitely. You think that's when you think is innocent, right? I just. I don't. I don't one hundred percent think that she's innocent, but I'm swayed more towards her innocence. I just. I can't imagine hurting myself the way that she hurt herself. Well, if she did it, Tara. She look look. What did I just say? We underestimate what people are capable of. This woman, just watching her ass, her interviews, it's just like she's a liar. Oprah and she just lies. She well, Oprah also is anti-vax. So, I mean, oh, love her. No. Because, okay, she Oprah is allowed to be anti-vax because Oprah lives in um, uh, a beautiful forest where she doesn't need vaccination. So she's allowed to be anti-vax. <laughs> That's literally exactly how I justified it to myself as well. I was like, well, she grows all her own food and stuff like that. You know, she is a cr- she's going to be taken care of. But yeah, so Oprah ain't, ain't without her own fault. <laughs> um. But okay, let's go ahead and just wrap this, this episode, episode up and just maybe us not arguing. release it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not release it. Just, just kidding. Although it's... I just it definitely went on longer. Know that being, having Amina, before we let you go, having Amina be pregnant without me also being pregnant at the same time is really eye-opening because... <laughs> I'm not. You are one of the people. <laughs> I'm not. You get, yeah. You're, you're, you get the you're blood. so you get fucking me. stupid. Why do you think that? Yeah. And I'm okay, so I haven't, so that, that, I haven't gone that far, but yes, Tiara gets the brunt of it. Um, my friend Taylor, too, she sent me a video once. <laughs> she sent me a video once of like, Okay, it was an amazing invention. It was like a, a diaper bag that like could come off your back without you having to do the straps or whatever. Like it wrapped around your body. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, I don't get it. Why is this such a good invention? I was like, did you watch the fucking video? Like, <laughs> did you not see? Like, how do you not see? This is an amazing invention. Um, and she was like, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Anytime I tell like, Amina anything positive, she just automatically is like, well, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> there's a conspiracy okay, okay. 
um yeah so all the all the quote unquote new listeners we've been getting i'm on to your conspiracy okay i bought my weasley listens to us uh 987 times a day just you know keep our numbers keep our numbers there we appreciate you um um, yeah so Follow us on Instagram at SassMouthThePod. Follow us on Twitter at MouthThePod. Rate, review. We're at a point now where, like, listener-wise, where, like, if you rate, review, and subscribe us, it would really, really, really help us. Yeah. And it takes, like, two seconds. Um, on all the platforms, whatever platform you listen on, you can rate, review, subscribe. If you do listen on iTunes... For sure, rate, review, subscribe, because those are kind of, like, um, really good lists to be on. I don't know. Like, we, we don't know what we're talking about. But it's, you know, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, all of that. As of today, we have gotten um, 1,030 listens this month alone. So, Which is crazy. Um, so, to all five of you... <laughs> who just keeps listening just keep, keep it up we appreciate it um, what if it's all Russian blondes so yeah. if it's Russian blondes Russian bots it's just Russian bots listening to us oh they said Russian blondes I was like I don't know why they have to be blonde but okay <laughs> I would accept the Russian blondes I will not accept the Russian bots yeah I don't know like are Russian bots into mommy podcasts <laughs> I don't know. They're into anything. I feel like the government is losing its shit. Like, I feel like that's where the Russian bots would actually be focused on. <laughs> I'm sure that they are. I'm sure that they are. It's probably like the uh, number one from home job in Russia. Like, want to work for <laughs> making $14,000 a month or rubles a month? Uh, become a Russian bot. Oh my God. Is this available to me? Can I do this here? <laughs> This sounds like Russian uh, right now. It just it's like Amazon, but like Russian. Yes, just like, r- r- I don't even know a Russian word. I don't even know. I don't know any Russian words. I don't either. Um, yeah, the government. We're really happy that you know. I mean, temporarily the government is back open, and uh, Steve's you know getting paid again. If you oh, don't know, Steve, Steve is our personal FBI agent. Keeps yeah, an eye on us. He monitors, he monitors our conversation. Um, he's grown to love us. For sure. He really has. He's been right, doing some Steve. good stuff my way. Yeah, same. Steve be hitting me with the good deals. I'm telling you. Um, but yeah, uh, I didn't even think about Steve during the, during the government shutdown. I feel bad about that. What if they were like, no, you're essential. You're getting paid. These bitches need to be tracked. <laughs> These Arab bitches. Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um anyways, once again, this has gone on too far too long. Yeah. Sorry guys. Uh <laughs> follow us everywhere we told you to follow us. And until next week. Don't let motherhood kick you in the sass. Bye. <laughs>